Good afternoon, folks. It's Kate Mack coming at you from Halifax, Nova Scotia. We've got a four-day weekend coming up, and I'm heading to Truro on Friday. Um, so I published my first podcast in Truro. I I live and work in Halifax, but I'm from Truro. And I love going home on the occasional weekend. It's a little bit smaller there uh, than here in Halifax. And um, now when I was young, it was technically a city. And I want to say it is uh, still is, obviously. Um, I think it has to do with population. Um, to me, it really feels like a big town. So um, my mom lives there. And I have to say, it is so relaxing. When you go there, you can run on the trail, past the local golf course. You can go to Victoria Park and climb the waterfalls. And you can go to this really nice sportsplex and basically do whatever you want. You can figure skate, swim, run on these like state-of-the-art treadmills. I text my colleagues when I'm at this gym to make them jealous <laughs> because the treadmills are so it's like, you know, it's COVID when you're bragging about treadmills at a gym. Come on. Anyway, so I always, I'm just kidding. I always feel like I can really relax when I go there. It's kind of like being on a plane. Like there's just nothing I can do if somebody needs something or something good. Like I'm in trouble. Like, sorry. Like I wish I could do something. I'm in trouble. Um, no, uh, it's just nice to get away. So um, if you were listening to my first podcast a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the important role education and art have in preserving our democracy. So it's a really big theme. It's a heavy theme. Uh, but basically, I was, in a nutshell, I was talking about how important it is more than ever to use critical thinking when we're deciding whether information we hear every day is true. Uh, in our world of information overload. like We have so many media avenues now. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all kinds of different news network, um, networks. Rather. It baffles the mind to think of how many places we receive information from every day. Like, And um, as you know, I'm a huge fan of public services like CBC and public transit. Um, so... Speaking of media and public services, I saw an amazing interview uh, done by CBC with David Suzuki a few days ago. It was his birthday. He turned 85 and he was speaking on all kinds of issues that are happening in our society right now. And, you know, before I get into it, you know, he was, I have to say, this guy, just by the way, if you, I'm sure you've heard of David Suzuki, he is a huge advocate for the environment and a geneticist and you know i just love watching him on tv or on the on these interviews he's always so jovial and he always says a lot in a very short period of time in a short time you know that's hard to do so as i was saying he did touch on some very important social issues and events happening right now he he did talk about the pain the, excuse me, the pain that people are going through due to COVID. And um, he kind of, it was interesting. He's, he talked about the way COVID has kind of, you know, affected the environment. So, so like, for example, he said, I'm just going to back up here and say that he, he's just said some really interesting things about COVID and what's unfolded within the last year. I mean, it's really hard to hear because 
I think a lot of people are trying to get through one day at a time right now. It feels like everyone's got different problems, which make the, makes this pandemic even trickier to get through because everyone's on a different page, so to speak. You know, it's hard to communicate. Um, so I, I digress. I mean, I have to say his interview was really interesting. So he said that the pandemic should act as a wake-up call for us as a human species and that we're going to have to start doing things differently if we want to avoid something like this. I know that sounds kind of, I mean, I know people are like, oh, come on, we've heard this argument, we've heard this, but it's interesting because he actually used facts to back up his argument. He talked about the fact that the air did become cleaner during the big lockdowns. Um, He talked about different organisms and how they had more room to live. You know, just they just had more room, if you know what I mean. Um, and he said that if we, he, he like he said that if we keep crowding in on living, living organisms environments, we risk polluting our air in the future and having another episode like COVID. So it's, it's a lot to think about. Um, this far, I mean, it's is far off, but it's not. And um, I just thought it was really interesting. So. You know, I don't know. I have no, I I mean, I just wanted to talk about that because I found it so interesting. Um, So, I mean, something to think about indeed, right? So, now, I've always respected this man because he places a huge value on knowledge and I'm going to keep repeating it throughout the podcast, using facts to figure things out. I mean, when an interviewer asked him, if university education should be free or whether the price was fair in the early 2000s for tuition he used he just said blatantly like he just bluntly said that education was very important because it's a it's a search for the truth if you are good at something or if you know a lot about something you can explain it very simply to someone you know he's a I think he's an excellent teacher in that regard. I mean, um, so, I mean, I always used to like him before because he had some really innovative ideas about protecting the environment. He seemed like a genuinely nice guy, but after I heard him say that about education, it just made me think, yeah, that is what education is. That is what, you know, being an active citizen is. That is what we are here to do we're here to search for the truth so um yeah i uh, thought it was great and i think at that time just sidebar here he was he was down to one garbage bag of trash a year Isn't that amazing yeah um yeah at any rate um you know it's uh yeah that's that so i just wanted to share that i thought it was interesting um so with that being said, you know, I think it's, I think our well-being as a society depends on a lot of other factors as well, besides keeping our environment clean. Whatever way we figure out how to do that, I mean, it's going to be, we have quite a few ideas in place already, but if you have ideas, send them in. <laughs> um, you know, I think that other fact, I think that other factors determine our well-being as a society as well. Like, um, for instance, I think I think our well-being depends on how much value we're placing on art 
and allowing people to express themselves at work and uh, play, you know. Uh, if you listen to my first podcast, I was talking about the way art allows everyone to express themselves in some form. Like you can, like I was saying, that you can make music, you can dance to it, you can paint, draw, write, make people laugh, all kinds of different forms of art and ways of communicating. Um, so, you know, now I do believe that there are strands of art in every subject at school or, you know, what we do. For instance, there are lots of connections between math and art. Um, you know, when you're playing the piano, you have to follow the notes and use the, you know, um, follow the theory. You know, you have to, here's a rest, you have to hold here. It's, 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 there's a lot of math, um, algorithm, there are a lot of algorithms when you play songs and, um, and there's a lot of math, uh, art and science. Um, uh, excuse me, there's a lot of art, um, intertwined in math math intertwined in art intertwined in art um but today i'm sort of talking about the entertaining side of art and the way it fosters our mental health um so this morning while i was doing my laundry i thought of that funny movie billy madison and how much it used to make us laugh when we were kids oh this is a silly movie with adam sandler um yeah, oh, it, it, it was just silly. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, you know, all these funny shows, like all these comedians that some have passed, like John Candy. Um, and um, I also thought about um, this beautiful poem. I'm going up and down here with emotions, but one of my cousins sent me a beautiful animated poem in the fall called How to Be at Home by Andrea Dorfman. It was so beautiful. I cried tears of sorrow and joy, uh, particularly because it, it really, I thought it really addressed everyone's pain on a grand scale in the world. You know, it talked, it sort of touched on the way people were feeling sad, scared, anxious, and, you know, it had some really realistic strategies or things you could do to kind of get through. So um, it was lovely. And I've got it saved on my phone and, you know, it's beautiful. So anytime you're, ever, you're feeling alone and you need a little bit of um, good, you know, you need some good energy or uh, would like to just listen to an excellent piece of literature, it's called How to Be at Home by Andrea Dorfman. Um, so on the cheery side of things, I'm really looking forward to the sun today we had a beautiful day it was about plus 12 everybody was out walking around with their sunglasses on and distancing um and uh but i am looking forward to being in a huge huge crowd again like those scenes were rocky i was discussing in my last podcast i was saying to everyone you know it's you know it's covid when you watch those big you know you watch those scenes from rocky and romanticize them and drool you know and I can't wait for businesses to burst at the seams because they can't keep people out from buying all their stuff. I mean, it's 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 happening now in different ways online, of course. But it'll be so nice when people are packed, jam-packed in the store again, you know. So good for people who own businesses, who are starting up businesses. Um, yeah, so one of the things that I've been doing to get through this pandemic is... I've, I laugh a lot. 
Um, I've been watching like Zoom comedy shows. I've been laughing with my friends through text, Zoom, and occasionally in person. Um, and one of the things I've learned is that, like especially during these dark times, I've learned how important it is to be able to laugh at yourself. Um, I mean, during COVID, like I've been, I've developed some some strange habits and funny habits. Um, like I've been online more, like everyone else, obviously, and I'm just I'm not cooking as much. I won't lie. Like one of my bad habits that I've developed is just not cooking anymore. I just you know I, I cooked a whole lamb for my, not a whole lamb, but I cooked a big piece of lamb for myself last Easter. Piece I would be like sorry, it doesn't matter. Lamb chops. I cooked some a big lamb for myself. It was just yeah for Easter. And that was kind of enough for me. I had enough for days after that. I thought, okay, there's no need to be making big turkey dinners and stuff anymore. So, um, so I just started getting like takeout. But um, when I started going outside the house again to work every day, I, I especially couldn't bring myself to cook at night. I just, you know, um, and um, so I, I got in the habit of ordering skip the dishes. Yeah. So apparently one Saturday night, like for example, this is how nonsensical uh, my habit became. Apparently one Saturday night, it made perfect sense to order a small DQ blizzard for $20. (laughs) Um, And I don't even eat sweets, you know? So um, I order from Skip the Dishes a lot. And one of the ways I justify it to my friends and family is because I'm supporting restaurants. So, like, great, right? Yeah. But I have to say, um, my wallet's hurting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, do you want to buy a house or do you want to, do you want to eat, you know? So, <laughs> um, or, yeah. 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 There's all kinds of things that I want, yeah, to buy, obviously, like everyone else. So, um, yeah, so I started ordering skip the dishes all the time. So the reason I started ordering skip the dishes, well, some, is because something really weird or strange happened in October. I, I was, um, I was going. I started going back to work again, and I was home alone one night. I mean, I was home alone every night. I had this like spooky, strange knock at the door in October spooky right because that's just around like Halloween <laughs> and I thought who could that be like I don't really have pop-in visitors like on sitcoms and I mean who would knock on my door during COVID while things are shut down you know I thought oh it's weird and so just keep in mind that I had never ordered or experienced skip the dishes up to this point so I opened the door very slowly. I looked like I opened it, the door with the deadbolt on it. Talk about strange habits that developed through COVID, right? That developed over, you know. I opened the door and there was this round, random, random brown bag sitting there. I picked it up. It was warm and it smelled delicious. And, you know, it's slow, it just sort of clicked like, oh, this must be a skip the dishes order and it has come to the wrong door. Okay. 
no like I don't have any enemies that I know of and like why why did someone try to poison me like in the Pink Panther movies or why would someone try to poison me in Nova Scotia nah not here everyone's really nice here so I thought okay I've got to get this to whoever it belongs to that's the first thing I've got to do you know I'm like I'm a teacher I'm like that's the right thing to do like don't, don't you know I would feel terrible eating somebody else's dinner. Come on, like, come on, nobody does that. So I check for a name, a phone number, a restaurant stamp, or some indication of where this bag came from. Nothing, nothing. There was like a four, there was actually a four-digit number on the bag, but we don't have any four-digit number apartments here. So, in this building, so no, no. Knocked on my neighbor's door, nobody answered. And I thought, okay, so I'll leave it outside my, I'll just leave it here. And if no one comes to get it in three hours, that baby's mine for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> so sure enough, before I went to bed, it was still out there. And, you know, I was so tired and just eager to get to bed that I thought, great, picked it up, put it in my fridge, took it to lunch the next day. Um, and I, I was just, you know, I mean, I was, I was just too embarrassed to tell people where I got it from. Um, I was embarrassed because like, I even thought this to myself, like, like, who does that? It must be because of COVID that I've been, I'm doing this, you're tired, you don't want to cook and there's this warm, delicious meal that shows up on your door. Why wouldn't you? Um, so yeah, like who eats mystery food from a brown paper bag <laughs> so my cousin was visiting from New Brunswick the, you know a couple days um, after I did this and she laughed really hard um, at the Henry house and I told her that I was too embarrassed to tell my friends that I ate it and what I had done she said oh she's really nice she said oh well you know what to tell you the truth <laughs> I don't think I would have eaten it. Um, you know, I'm so glad I have honest people around me. <laughs> and then I said, see, that's why I didn't tell my friends. And it just got funnier and funnier and turned into this big, gigantic, like, inside joke. So, oh my God, COVID stories, right? Yeah. So, like, I kind of want to know, what would you do if that happened to you? You know? Um, I'd love to know. Um, I mean, now that I think about it, I think I was just really tired, too lazy, cheap to pack a lunch, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, so packing, packing lunch after going back to work for the first time seemed like such an incredible task, that's my story, you know, so I better stick to it, yeah. Um, so, you know, I've, I've talked for a little bit longer than I did the last time, and, um, I, I hope you're finding some joy in your life during these dark times and finding ways to laugh. And um, if you have a strange or funny story like mine or you just want to say, hey, please email me at mcleodkate9 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, and, and, you know, what you're doing to get through the pandemic on a day-to-day basis. Um, so we're almost there. It's uh, we're coming into April tomorrow. Yeah, so that's very exciting, and um, 
I mean, you know, it's just nice to have the good weather and um, get outside. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm signing off for the long weekend here, but as always, you know, take care, stay safe, and uh, spread the kindness. Okay. Bye-bye.